Welcome to Fintech Underground by Alpaca, a podcast devoted to stock trading API. From trading with algorithms to connecting apps to building out services, Alpaca is built for developers and traders. And with that being said, let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Fintech Underground by Alpaca. In each episode, we aim to explore a different area within Fintech. Today, our host Yoshi, CEO and co-founder of Alpaca, will be talking with Ron, the founder of Tradeologix, a cloud platform for programmatic trading. Offering access to over 20 brokers and exchanges, Tradeologix allows users to build, test, and run trading strategies in the programming language and framework of their choice, without worrying about broker connectivity, data management, or infrastructure. So let's get started. Hey, Ran, how are you? Nice meeting you. Uh, welcome to the FinTech Underground. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's great honor to have you. You know, the Ran has been working on the algo trading space uh, and a lot of experience. But like, I'd like to firstly ask you, quick sentence, uh, you know, what do you do? What do I do? Where currently I um, um, recently founded a company called Tradeologix, and we're developing a cloud infrastructure platform for traders, for algorithmic traders, who want to trade on uh, number, numerous brokers and uh, without worrying essentially about infrastructure or broker connectivity or data handling. So really just let the traders focus on what it is that they need to focus, which is generating trading ideas, trading signals, and uh, yeah, get up and running as fast as possible. It has been a pretty exciting time for algorithmic trading in general and a lot of uh, you know market activity. How have you been experiencing this hype from the uh, uh, users all over the world? That's actually a very interesting question. Currently, when we're recording this, we're still in, in beta, so we don't have a lot of users on the platform. Uh, and uh, surprisingly, we haven't seen a lot of kind of spike in activity or any type of shorting or anything like that, mainly because most of the, the, the people that are using our platform are more um, kind of a high tier per, uh, retail traders uh, and professional traders. So they maybe didn't swept in with all, with all the hype. We did see some shift towards uh, crypto, but with all that GameStop uh, thing, we haven't noticed this. We haven't noticed any, any effect. Great, great. And then before the trade logics, you were also working on the Panda trading systems as well. I mean, this has been pretty big uh, platform as well, right? Could you like, you know, share about like how your journey went from there to uh, starting your own trade logics? Well, I think that maybe I can start with a little bit earlier. I mean, my background, uh, most of my adult life, I, I was uh, dealing with working in the ed tech space for many years. Uh, help develop exchanges for online media and uh, work with a lot of users at scale. So that kind of was a good place, a good learning curve to understand how systems uh, should work at scale. And when I kind of switched my focus to the financial markets, probably about eight years ago, I was expecting, you know, not coming from the industry, I was expecting to see everyone's driving the spaceship. But in fact, I actually found uh, uh, that players in this field are actually driving 30-year-old cars. And it was very, very surprising to me. So I immediately took an approach when I'm on my, my trading, my personal trading. My approach is completely technical in the sense of technological approach, not in the sense of technical and indicators. Uh, so I'm not into fundamentals or anything like that. I don't really care what I trade as long as it moves. And um, when I um, got into this and started doing trading algorithmically, I realized that I kind of being forced to create my own stack. 
uh, my own environment uh, in order to trade with because uh, you know it was kind of tricky to uh, connect with brokers with APIs or anything like that and uh, it was kind of tricky to find good quality uh, free data online but that kind of what drove me to creating my own solutions and every time that I've created something for my own, use, I've uh, then uh, decided to release this uh, as an open source library. And I've also contributed to a few projects on GitHub. Uh, but the main libraries that, that I've released that kind of uh, caught on fire was the Y Finance library for downloading data from uh, from Yahoo and uh, the data store library that, that I have, uh, the, the Pi store and uh, a whole bunch of uh, the quant stats uh, for generating uh, uh, tear sheets uh, for, for traders. So that's kind of was the, the first step maybe that got me both kind of exposed me and, and got me some exposure to that whole algorithmic trading community. And uh, obviously, I wasn't the only one thinking that uh, there a massive uh, need from the market for tools that would make a trader's life a whole lot easier because, you know, people started downloading these libraries and kind of find out, found it, uh, out about that and, um, and started using them and that, that kind of what led me later on to come up with an idea to create this all-in-one platform that just eliminates all the technical barriers and let you focus on what it is that, that you want to do. So that's kind of what was my my journey towards that. And, you know, my, in my background, and I'm a programmer, doing this for 30 years now, and I'm always into solving puzzles and, uh, you know, doing having some sort of a, of a challenge of with a new approach of, of solving things and um, coming from a very techie techie world uh, although at the very end we're just serving banner ads uh, it is very 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 high techie world i wanted to have that same level of technological sophistication uh, for uh, uh, make it available for myself first and foremost and also to uh, to people around the world that's great and uh, also like you know as you mentioned you know your open source libraries y finance and pi store and the quant stats you know there are a bunch of that you know contribution that you've been doing and the focusing on the community. I think that, you know, community aspect has becoming rather bigger these days in the like, you know, trading space as well, like looking at the applications that's coming out, like, you know, how do you think about uh, the relationship and the importance of the community in this specifically algorithmic trading world? Well, I think that the sense of community to people who used to work in are used to to be in a very secretive and, and sort of environment you know you have a good trading idea you won't run and, and tell everyone about that but it can be um, you can feel lonely at times uh when when working as a trader so that community aspect i think really goes a long way into sharing ideas or uh, being able to uh, to be uh, anonymous in, in some cases and open more freely about uh, about things so i and i think that both offers uh, obviously, for brands, it kind of enhances the, the brand loyalty and uh, and recognition. But the people are that they, they aren't there. What I'm trying to say is this: there are so many books you can read to find good trading ideas from. And when you go to communities and you start uh, uh, talking or maybe making making jokes on Reddit or whatever it may be, uh, you eventually may come up with one good trading idea or one good. Um, you know, trading idea ignition, or just the, the tip of an idea to start working on uh, uh, on something. And I think that is, is very important. And we're seeing that 
this whole community effect. Uh, we're seeing forums like uh, Big My Forum and uh, uh, you know the Elite Trader and what's going on with with Reddit. Those people on Reddit, I, my, my two cents about what, what's going on there is that um, I don't think they're you know the media likes to portray them as uh, you know young Gen Zs, uh, stupid people who are investing things based on uh, uh, posts on, on Reddit. I, I don't think that that's the case at all. I think that what we're seeing there are people that either know what they're doing or it's such a phase in their life that why not go all, all in? You know, if uh, if you're young, you know, you don't maybe if you still live with your parents, you don't uh, need a lot, a lot of money to um, to live off. That's the time to go all in on a crazy idea. So you won't do it when you're 40 and have kids and a mortgage. So that's exactly the time to, to run wild and, and see what happens. Maybe it works. Maybe you lose a few thousand dollars at that age. You know, it's, it really doesn't matter. That's so I don't, I don't think that, that, that they're stupid at all. I think that we're going to see more and more of these things happening. And, uh, I think it's a good thing because, uh, you know, they're with the market right now with, uh, such low interest rates, there's really not a lot of options for people looking to, to, to have their money grow. So that I think that we're going to see more and more of these people and more and more and more of these people sooner rather than later will be looking to automate their strategies as well. So I think we're going to see less people lurking on uh, on forums all day and then running to Robinhood to click on buttons. I, I'm going to see uh, I predict a lot more automation in this area. That's interesting. You mentioned about uh, you know Reddit and like all the craziness uh, for sure. Like I, I feel the same because it's just you know beginning of this whole thing, right? Like it's only in the English, obviously, and the you know market access from the rest of the world still has not been really established yet. Like you know, just imagine that's opened up for you know all the seven point five billion people. Like uh, it's gonna be crazy, you know. But of course, like and that's gonna be uh, you know getting automated into the actual algorithms that you know you are basically helping to push forward. How was your journey? Like you know, when you of course, like you know, you come from the very heavy background of the software engineer. Uh, but like, you know, when you start the uh, algo trading, did you go from like manually investing in trading, look at the forums of those uh, community inputs or like, you know, you just straight uh, went into the uh, automated and algorithmic trading? I went almost immediately to algorithmic trading. My idea was some naivete to it. I want to find that, uh, that holy grail to create that money-making machine and just go lie on the beach. So that was that was the dream. But then uh, you very quickly you realize that that's not the case. It's uh, it is very time consuming and it's very hard to, to come up with a good uh, trading uh, idea and a, a good strategy that has good risk management and good money management. So uh, it's it's not quite as easy. But I was when I when I uh, uh, kind of switched my focus to the financial market, I was falsely but fully confident. Uh, because I come with a lot of uh, tech experience, I could uh, automate things, and I had the automation part covered. I just needed to actually know what's going on uh, with the market, and I and I relied heavily on communities and the education uh, part of the um, Quintopian, what they had there. I think they had a very good education center. So yeah, that that was a very good uh, a good place to start, and I think that I traded manually maybe for a month, even less that before realizing that this is just not for me. I don't have not the sentiment to sit in front of, of the screen and just wait for an opportunity. Uh, nor do I have the stomach to see a trade goes against me, even if deep down I still believe 
that uh, uh, you know that I still have the convictions of, that I had when I first entered. So I, I just decided that it's best to have a computer do this for me, and uh, and just <laughs> I don't I don't want to I don't want to see my PNL with intraday. Let's <laughs> let's put it this way. That makes sense. And you also mentioned about Quantabi and. So when you started it, like which one was the most impactful to your, you know, learning this algorithmic trading, and you know, what was the experience that you remember the most vividly that you got help from the community? I'm mostly a form lurker more than a participator, I have to admit. But I used to go a lot into a Big Mike's forum. I think right now they call Futures IO, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they had some some good discussions, and uh, obviously I read some uh, some books on it, and I started with a very basic. So here's a moving average crossover strategy, and uh, here's a, yet another ball in your band strategy. So that's fine. It's it's always you need some some place to start with. But then when I kind of um, I, I, two things happened at the same time actually. I went through the uh, documentation uh, website and the whole uh, education website that the uh, Quantopian had, kind of participated in some of, of some of the discussions there. But I also went to a workshop that uh, was done by uh, Dr. Ernie Chen, who wrote a few books, a few best-selling books about quantitative trading. So it was like a five-day uh, workshop with a small group of people and this really kind of got me both the, the motivation and uh, kind of opened my eyes to uh, to the possibilities. I'm always looking to computerize and automate as much as possible. Ever since then, I'm also not using any sort of indicators in, in my trading at all. So I'm just using purely based on price volumes and, and market behaviors, uh, things like that. So I'm not, I would say that, uh, maybe I shouldn't say that, but my, my, my strategies are actually extremely simple um, and, and they work well. That's great. That's great. And, you know, just uh, moving towards a little bit of the, you know, what you said earlier about like, you know, coming from a advertisement industry and, you know, yeah. going into the, you know, financial services. And uh, it was pretty interesting that like you mentioned, oh, it's being a very, very old ship, uh, you know, operating yep. so industry. What was the exact things that, you know, you felt on that? Because like, I feel like, a lot of people who are in the finance industry obviously thinks that's normal, right? But like, you know, us yeah. as well, like, you know, coming from the um, uh, very much tech side. And so this, in a way, like disaster, or like, you know, like, what was it like, you know, specifically, oh, wow, this is like really old or like, this is really bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely Excel. <laughs> so Microsoft Excel was... When I saw this as like the main tool and actually some of the hedge funds that I kind of helped computerize and I was shocked by the fact that it's not only used for modeling, but for actual trading signals. And that that sounded very inefficient to me because coming from a very, as you mentioned, high tech industry, you have a program for everything that you do more than once. So everything that, that you do more than once, you have uh, you write a program to automate it, and just the, the amount of manual work that uh, went through day-to-day -day trading. And I'm not talking about trading. You know, there are traders that work on gut hunches or reading fundamentals or whatever. That's fine. But if your trading are based on a system, and many traders are using systems and rule-based, uh, but they're doing that manually, I just didn't understand why. I, I just couldn't figure out why if you have such strict rules of when you should go in a trade and when you should go out a trade, why not automate this? 
And it, ju it just blew my mind, the fact that they're using uh, Excel spreadsheets as the main tool, uh, and they had to hack their way around uh, with one charting software that they needed, but they needed computation to be done elsewhere. It was really a big mess uh, of using many different vendors. So execution was on one on these brokers, and uh, risk manager was someone else at the company. And uh, you know the, uh, um, the the market data came from another program, and uh, the uh, uh, trading signals were generated by this program. And it was it, it's just. Uh, um, like a spaghetti bowl of, of mess that I, I just, yeah, it, it was amazing to me. Because you see all these movies and you see quants are doing very advanced stuff in statistics and, uh, uh, and with math and things that I can't even read, you know, all these formulas that they have. And uh, you expect the technology kind of to follow along that's, uh, that, that same level of, of, uh, of expertise. And it just didn't. It still doesn't. I think like, you know, the your trade logics is, uh, you know, part of the efforts to basically resolve this whole spaghetti balls. Yeah. But, <laughs> but why do you think the case like, you know, in this industry that has been so like, you know, became the spaghetti ball, right? Like, did you think about that? Like, do you think about that uh, at all when you like really experienced that? Yeah, I have some theories, obviously. I don't I don't have the right uh, the right one answer, but. If you're coming from this, uh, from a, um, let's say that you work for a hedge fund and you uh, used to do a lot of uh, data cleaning, and so that the mo, like kind of the biggest problems uh, problem in your mind would be uh, data. So when you go to create something, you may create a new and improved data company. You're how you're going to have a better model or. Uh, or a different model, whatever, but that's what you're going to do. And if you're coming from all sorts of uh, um, uh, alpha exchange and you may create a marketplace, but coming as a trader, I just want to be able to focus on the trading logic. That's why actually we, we named the company that way. Because, you know, when, when you write a blog 15 years ago, you had to be the, the writer, the, the developer, the designer, the web administrator. You have to be all those things. Right now, you just go to Wix.com, WordPress.com, you just start writing. Essentially, all those technical barriers, just they're not there anymore. And you're left with being able to be a good writer. And I want to take the same approach with, with trading. If you have a good trading idea, and most of your trading idea won't be good. That's just the way life is. So at least have a platform that lets you vet them and just throw them into the garbage as quickly as possible just to be able to move on to find that that, that that good one that you know, you'll be able to kind of move into live uh, into live markets and, and start start making money off of. So that that was my main idea. I don't want to, even though I personally can create my technology stack, and I, I, that's not something that I want to have. We're not in the '90s where everyone should have their own email server and file server at home. We just go and either use a free Google account or pay five six dollars a month to have that sorted out for us. So I think the same approach should be applied to uh, to trading. I guess like, you know, the the a trading world has been kind of lagging. Like I think the blog comparison is pretty easy to understand. But like, I think it's same as like Shopify and, and all those things, I guess. Like that has been there, but like for the trading, it's not there yet. Exactly. If you want to, if you want to start a shop online, you go to Shopify, uh, at least start with Shopify or a similar platform. And then if you really need something customizable that no one can offer you, build something on your own. But yeah, why, why bother building a platform when that's not your business? You're in the business of selling gizmos online. So just focus on that. Same thing with trading. 
just focus on finding good trading signals, uh, executing the, the trade, doing risk management. Don't focus on IT. That's really not where your, your time should be spent on. That makes sense. And the, uh, moving a little bit into, uh, you know, your, again, like you know, your personal experience, but, you know, obviously, like, you know, before this, uh, you spent a pretty long time working on, uh, you know, different industry as a professional engineer. But what was the, this moment or incident or anything that really triggered you? Oh, I'm going to be like 100% in moving into this uh, uh, trading from the, uh, you know, advertisement space, because I think like, you know, a lot of people are, you know, outside of the financial services industry and like, you know, trading world. But of course, like, you know, because of everything is happening right now, more people are touching and getting interested into it. But how was it for you? Like that triggered you, okay, this is it. I'm going to move uh, to this uh, uh, specific sector. I have a very non-satisfying uh, answer for that. It's, it's completely stupid. So for a while, I was kind of getting tired of the EdTech space because anyone who's worked at EdTech knows that uh, and fe- at least feels like Google and Facebook are kind of your landlords. And I was getting more and more tired of this whole thing of once every few months they change their terms of service and your whole business needs to be to, to go through a, a, an overhaul uh, remodeling. So we, I, I just kind of got tired. But actually uh, looking at the financial and, and specifically trading, uh, yeah, it's 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 very it's a very stupid question. I was in bed for about two weeks with a bad back, and I just went through the YouTube rabbit hole. It was <laughs> it was literally that. Uh, just uh, one video caught my eye. I can't even remember what 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 it was. Uh, and then uh, from uh, from that point forward, it's, it was another video and another video. Hey, this is interesting. Hey, I can program it. Hey, so that I automatically thought about, uh, okay, if this thing works, why not give it a try? And since I was already doing, you know, online exchanges for online media and uh, and arbitraging and uh, real-time bidding, so to me, in my mind, this was very similar to the, to how financial market works. Later, I discovered that it's, uh, it's not, uh, but... <laughs> it has some similarities, but it's not really the same thing. But it did give me enough confidence to at least go and try it out. And uh, what we're seeing, by the way, with TradeLogic, we're seeing a good uh, portion of about 20% of, uh, of users who are purely programmers. They're, they're not coming f- with a financial background. So it's they have a new toy to play with, essentially. And, and that's great. It's all about making this whole thing much more available and much more um, uh, kind of democratizing uh, this whole thing. Because right now, you know, if you want to trade pro- programmatically, you have a very high barrier to entry. And uh, that's what we're, we're, we're trying to solve, uh, again, based on w- and what we're seeing, that the, the market is filled, uh, our waitlist uh, as well is filled with people with, with uh, uh, not a lot of financial background, about 20% of them, they're interested in financial markets, they either trade uh, uh, manually, but they have the technical skills. They just don't have the systems engineering technical skills, if you, if you know what I mean. So you can code a strategy, but you don't know how to code a system to do everything for you, to manage data and databases and servers and real-time data. So that's, uh, that kind of uh, gets, gets sorted out for them. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I, I think that it is the very difficult part because, like, you know, you can learn and pick up Python, but, like, it's very different from, okay, setting up, like, you know, this here and there. Uh, you need to make sure that it doesn't fail. 
and like you know there's a you know system to like you know, recover and all those things that's a very very different concept and like you know uh, built compared to building the strategies and also like you know um going to even more deeper into your personal side you know you've been building you know several companies even before the trade logics how like how like you know you chose to build this specific problem solving of the trade logics uh, while like you know there are many things that you could do within this trading because like i think this is not your first company that you're doing so like i think you have a pretty good amount of experience uh running the company like what will be the business opportunity i guess how did you specifically pick this area considering your experience and background you know successfully running the other types of the uh, businesses in the past I would say it's it's a combination of passion to the subject matter. Uh, this is something that I actually wanted to to see happening, and the challenge. It, it is a it's a it's a great endeavor. It's not it's not a small feat to do what uh, what we do here, and especially with the vision that we haven't yet uh, kind of unveiled the entire vision that we have for, for the company. But yeah, it all it's it actually started with an idea. I have a I had a trading library that I released in Python. And I wanted to to add functionality to it. Um, I think that the blog post is still out there somewhere. That I wanted to have it. Uh, I wanted to have capabilities for it to uh, integrate with different data vendors and from, with different brokers. And the more I got into uh, the ins and outs of how to build this, the more I realized that this cannot just be something that I give you a piece of code for you to install. It's just it's just too big of a thing for you to operate. There's a lot of moving parts uh, in a system such as, uh, such as this. And uh, that's what kind of drove me into, let's create it as a, as a service. Let's uh, offer it as a platform where you can, it's an AWS type platform, many different products. You can pick and choose. You can build your own customizable system. So we don't have a framework. We don't have, um, uh, you know, a specific way of doing things. You don't have to use the entire platform. Uh, you don't have to run your code on our, our machine. You can still use your machine, and if you wanna, if it makes you feel safe, and still use us for execution and uh, reporting and any everything like that. We're completely agnostic to uh, to brokers, to languages, to frameworks, to markets. Um, so we're really here to facilitate, and this is what I thought that this market was was lacking. It's the the tools to build whatever it is that that uh, that you want to do. Going back to the example, so if you want to build a website today, you have a lot of examples. Uh, you have a lot of uh, solutions. Uh, by the way, 15, 20 years ago, you didn't. Uh, I remember when uh, I think the WordPress was called BBPress, if I'm not mistaken. And I was actually uh, um, contributing to the, to the code back in the day. Very little code. Yeah, I'm not taking credit for anything. Maybe just a few lines. But uh, I, I do remember this as, as a project where now the, the market is fully grown up and a, a lot of platforms kind of spawn up out of realizing that there is a market for something like that. There is a, a desire for people to build websites, uh, even if they're not, you know, a company that needs, um, uh, that needs a company website or anything. It's just just want to talk about your trip. You just want to have a one page to invite people to your wedding. It, it doesn't have to be a whole thing, you know, using the same type of logic, I saw it as a great opportunity for creating a new segment in the market, a segment of tools for uh, traders and not yet another trading platform or yet another uh, marketplace or whatever it may be. Just one cohesive ecosystem that essentially lets you do lets you, do you and uh, uh, while taking care of everything in, in, in the back end. I think like, you know, it's uh, really interesting to hear like your open source, you know, contribution side of the thing and like, you know, that 
is not big enough, I guess, like, you know, form. Uh, so you had to really create the whole service. Uh, I think that was really like, you know, um, really the market pull. So I, I think that was really, really great. And like, finally, the one last question that I always ask. Um, so with the consideration of those and like, you know, coming from the different industry, is the, you know, fintech worth it for you considering all the challenges and like, you know, differences you thought uh, you didn't exist, but like you found out, like, is it worth it? Financially, it really it remains to be seen, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's very fulfilling. I love the challenges. I love the fact that, you know, at least in theory, I can scale up without, um, as a trader, you can scale up just by having good money management and changing the number in your uh, algorithmic uh, code. But uh, so that... In that sense of the opportunities and the people that I got to meet and the uh, the, the the challenges on a day to day basis, uh, I love it. I enjoy it very much. So it was definitely worth making the uh, the leap from from edtech uh, to fintech. Yeah, uh, financially it relates to uh, trade logics. We're still a young company. Uh, hopefully, this this will be a good bet too. Great. Uh, thank you very much, Ran, uh, for uh, your time. Thank you for like you know, sharing all your experiences and uh, you know thought process. Again, like, you know, uh, the run from the trade logics, uh, we're the fintech underground. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Thank you. I also wanted to thank all of our listeners for joining us today on this episode of Fintech Underground by Alpaca. As always, check out all of our past episodes on all major streaming platforms podcasts can be found. Thank you.